0: This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. Visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu for more information. When Google bought YouTube recently for $1.65 billion, the world of business sat up to take serious notice of social networks. Today, many companies are looking into how they can tap into or develop communities as a way to make better decisions and increase profits. John Spector, a former Wharton Vice Dean and now CEO of the Conference Board, spoke with participants at the Community 2.0 Conference in Las Vegas earlier this year to explore how companies are trying to harness communities to reshape their businesses. In this podcast, Spector speaks with Craig Newmark, founder and customer service rep of craigslist.com. Spector is a co-author with Barry Liebert of the forthcoming Wharton School publishing book, We Are Smarter Than Me. How to Unleash the Power of Crowds in Your Business. Um, I'm John
1: Spector uh, from the Wharton School. I'm here at the Community 2.0 Conference, and we're talking to Craig Newmark, who's the founder of Craigslist. And, Craig, I'd like to talk to you about communities in general. That's our theme. But before I do, I just wanted to touch a little bit on Craigslist uh, in particular. And I'm sure this is a question you've been asked, so my apologies for asking it again. But what prompted you to, to found Craigslist.
0: Well, basically in 94, I was at Charles Schwab, and I was evangelizing the net there for the brokerage business, although uh, it applies to any kind of brokerage. And while I was doing that and looking around, I saw a lot of people helping each other out, just giving people a break. And I figured I should do that. So in early 95, I just started a simple uh, CC list, 10 to 12 friends, uh, events uh, regarding uh, arts and technology. And uh, from there, people made suggestions, and I did some of that. People made more suggestions, we did some of that. And that's our pattern to this uh, very day. Last week, we added new categories based on feedback. This is to say that I have no vision whatsoever. What what, what proportion of the new uh,
1: dimensions of Craigslist as they evolve, say over the last year, have come from the community?
0: Uh, over our entire history, close to 100%. Of uh, what we do ba- is based on the uh, community um, now and then we 'll figure something out uh, uh, from what uh, let 's say is being expressed tacitly, like uh, the child care section was put up uh, after reflecting on uh, that single moms uh, don 't get enough of a break, so if you help people get a babysitter, that helps right what
1: um What about when the community doesn 't agree? Uh, are there situations <laughs> where there 's strong articulate
0: views that are in conflict? Uh, there are uh, requests in conflict, and you'd expect them, let's say, coming out of the political discussion boards, but they are just an expected level and uh, tolerable in a way. What's been our biggest problem actually has to do with pets and animal sales and so on, where we have roughly two groups in a nasty conflict— and that's a continuing uh, problem and a thorn in our collective side with uh, no solution on the horizon. Do the groups themselves
1: take on the responsibility of finding a process for a solution, or do you think you're going to have to impose
0: that? Or Uh, Usually people work things out reasonably, but for whatever reason the whole issue of uh, animal sales and related matters has uh, generated some uh, intractable foes. Uh, For example, one... uh, one person was harassing another to the extent where the authorities had to be involved. They brought him in. We're just bystanders to that, but I wish I hadn't seen it very interesting what
1: um where well, given that uh, the ideas are mostly coming from the community, you may not be able to answer this precisely. but where would you predict, say over the next couple of years, where do you think Craigslist is heading? What are some things that we might that you're seeing discussion
0: about that we might see um We focus on doing one thing really well, which means uh, more of that, probably more cities and countries. We do have to support multiple languages. We do have to keep the site fast in uh, light of rapid growth. That's a big deal right there. And mostly incremental improvements along those lines. I have a feeling we'll have to simplify the home pages for mobile devices But uh, that's the kind of thing we're good at, and since we don't uh, waste effort on fancy graphics and stuff, that probably won't be a big problem.
1: I have to say just personally I am looking for an apartment in New York City, and uh, while I ended up not renting one through the information I gleaned from Craigslist, it was the information that I got and the discussions that I had back and forth with some of the people who had listed apartments on Craigslist was extremely valuable, and this was just last week. So I think it's, it's a very powerful tool.
0: Well, thanks. Uh, I figure one way to give people a break is to improve their odds, which means we may help in some cases, but not not close the deal. Um, New York apartment brokers does offer a a great example of a problem area, which is much less of a problem than when we started, but we actually are working with people in the city of New York to uh, address issues like bait and switch. You know, it's interesting. I wasn't going to ask you about this, but now that you bring
1: it up, I I was with a broker – who I believe to be one of the good brokers, and there perhaps aren't many of those. Uh, They said, and they are using Craigslist um, actively, and they said they actually had gotten a call from you several times inquiring about their listings. It sounded like uh, making sure that there wasn't bait and switch going on and so forth. Is that actually something that you... It wasn't clear whether they would get a call from you or from your organization, but is that actually something that your organization does?
0: Um, in this specific uh, domain, I uh, do it myself. Backing up a little bit with my name on the site, I take things personally, and somehow I touch the uh, New York apartment broker situation and started learning about it, and that meant uh, I was responsible for the duration. And so in some cases, I will call them just to find out what's the deal. I uh, was doing a little bit of that this morning, not calling, but asking them, what's the deal with some uh, deceptive keyword spamming? But I'm only part of a customer service team. I report to a guy uh, much better at it than I am, a guy named Clint Powell. And I just plain uh, follow through with things as we all do. This is just uh, an area with specialized knowledge. Plus, I really like New York, so I uh, tend to look for excuses to
1: visit there. (laughs) Do you regret... That this is named after your first name, now that it's become so prominent? Or is it something, is it a source of pride and all of Uh, the above?
0: I have a a whole set of feelings regarding this. It is a source of pride. It's a source of responsibility. And it's sometimes a pain in the butt. But it helps make it personal for me in my gut. And that's helped me uh, stave off requests to uh, buy the site. I can imagine. Well, congratulations on having attained
1: the one-name status, uh, like Cher and and Madonna
0: and Craig. That uh, you've now re- reached into the, maybe the r- most rarefied group. I'd prefer to think of it like Cher or Madonna, but it's probably more like Sharo.
1: <laughs> Very good. Actually, I have one last question on Craigslist before we turn to communities in general. What what um, you've been pursuing this in some form or other for ten years? It sounds like ten or eleven years. What? What one or two things were most unexpected in terms of the developments as they played out?
0: Um, Unexpected developments include, well, just the popularity and effectiveness of the site and that it's somehow built community because we're mostly a classified site. We're also discussion boards, but the focus is classifieds. And somehow people feel connected through classifieds. Which is as good a definition as of community as any I can think of. That's always been a bit of a, a shock, but uh, it works out for people, and it really helps out a lot of people.
1: All right, very good. So let's turn uh, let's turn bro- more broadly uh, to communities and and help us for the next few minutes. Help companies who have not ventured into this space or who are just venturing into this space to think about what some of the opportunities are and some of the challenges. So let's first talk about opportunities. Pick a company, I mean, not by name, but just in general, a company that sells to consumers, let's say. Um, it could be a service, it could be a product, it could be a travel company, whatever. But they have you know, large numbers of customers. What are the opportunities, b- the business opportunities and the benefits of somehow leveraging communities and what, is it, what are the, the ways in which companies can, can do that?
0: Well, whether it's companies or individuals or politicians, real human life uh, focuses on trust and sometimes the principle that you want to treat people like you want to be treated. Uh, community tools on the net offer you the ability to build that trust for a loyal customer base. Remember, it takes, uh, oh... Much more money to go uh, take get back a customer you've alienated than to get new ones or to maintain them, and so if you're engaging your community online, you have the ability to to uh, create that trust and then that uh, loyalty, which has to be mutual because again you want you know this uh, treat other people like you want to be treated thing is two way, and if you can do that, you will get people who will help you uh, build products in the future which will be better you will also lower your customer service costs because people will help each other out and you're getting feedback on a much tighter loop the idea is to commit to this and then to follow through there are a lot of commi- uh, there are a lot of companies who give lots of lip service to customer service there's one who's made uh, that I think the phrase is higher standards They've made that their standard slogan but uh, have a problem following through. In fact, that's deliberate. Um, And the idea is that you want to use uh, these community tools, again, to create really good customer service efforts, which will wind up making uh, your company more profitable because you're doing the right thing and you're enlisting your customer base. So you will both get a – you'll build products which need less customer service and you'll be enlisting your customers as part of your team in a way where everyone comes out ahead. And why is
1: this – well, let me ask the question differently. Obviously, a a genuine desire to deliver good quality customer service is a prerequisite. You mentioned one company uh, who I'm a customer of (laughs) uh, who really doesn't have that genuine desire. Let's assume a company has it. Why, why is, are the new community tools that are typically online or that at least sent their, their core is online, why are those tools better than or why should, why should a company engage in this new set of tools? If they have the mindset to provide good customer service, couldn't they just do it the old way? Um, in other, words, what is it about these new tools that make it even more compelling?
0: Two reasons I can think of the old way it does work that 's uh phone calls and maybe let 's even say emails and that works out pretty well. however, it is pretty labor intensive and you haven 't engaged your community in helping out so if you use some of these new tools, you get two way Uh, potentially many-to-many communication where people from within the company and people who are fans of the company's product, everyone can help each other out, thereby bringing down uh, costs and bringing up quality of help. And you will see that in discussion boards at times. Not often enough, most companies still fear this. There are potential legal issues, but those uh, are overstated and the benefits are pretty enormous, but it does reflect a change in corporate culture, particularly since in most corporate culture, customer service is uh, tolerated and not embraced.
1: Um, let's talk for a minute about some of the challenges. Um, you mentioned legal issues uh, is one. Uh, what, are, what are some of the most important challenges? If you were sitting across from the CEO of a consumer company, who had the mindset? Again, you weren't trying to convince them of the importance of customer service. They believed that. But they were nervous about using the tools, about getting into this whole space, whatever this is. What would you, you know, and they started talking about the risks and the concerns. What would be the typical concerns that companies would have, and what would you be, what are the problems that companies typically run into?
0: Well, sometimes representatives of a company make misstatements. They get something wrong regarding corporate policy, and there sometimes the problem is just letting people up front know that sometimes this happens and apologize quickly when it does. Uh, what some companies do as an alternative is have, is have uh, hobbyists, aficionados run the discussion boards, and then representatives participate in that, but then they have much uh, less liability as far as I could tell. The best way to get some of this answer, though, is to talk to lawyers who are at the uh, bleeding edge of Internet law, since a lot of this is still happening. Uh, But the idea is that, you know, I don't think I've ever heard of anyone getting into trouble over this. And the idea is just to be uh, honest and upfront with people, and you prevent a lot of problems with that. I should add, there are always people who you can never make happy, but you know, there's not very many of them. And that a lot of disgruntled customers, well, maybe 80% of the time they're right. Let's talk about criticism and
1: disgruntlement. Um, One of the fears that companies have is making that disgruntlement very transparent, not just between the company and that customer, but between all the other customers. Um, in the old model, if you were a disgruntled customer, you'd call up and you'd yell at me over the phone, but no one else would know. I mean, in almost all cases, you would very rarely take out an ad <laughs> and, and communicate. Uh, in a community, in an open community, if you're disgruntled, everybody knows that. So I don't know, you, perhaps you've run up against this Craigslist itself. How, how, do, you, how do you deal with that? How does well, a company
0: deal with that? we've seen it very little because of the trust people have uh, in us, but in general... Most people can tell when someone is, a, uh, oh, a few fries short of a Happy Meal. Um, the problem is not that one so much because people see what's going on and usually the tone of the communication uh, shows that something is wrong with the complaints. The bigger problem is that often when professionals start a disinformation campaign, uh, if they're, let's say, a uh, black PR firm, you know, bad guys, then, uh, in the sense of black ops uh, operating out of uh, intelligence organizations, these guys are good and they know how to uh, spread rumors that sound credible. Um, the best example of these are in politics, uh, swift boaters, whether you use that term literally or figuratively, these guys are smart. They know how to uh, articulate things uh, uh, dishonestly but in a plausible manner and that's a problem. Um, The PR industry does face an enormous perception challenge if they don't face this problem really soon. And I'm already talking with one major PR firm who's starting to address it because they had some rogue elements who uh, did some sock puppeting, that is, pretending to speak as just someone in the uh, public, whereas it was really them trying to defend their uh, client. And they got burned real badly. Are there technologies
1: on the horizon or business processes on the horizon to deal with this phenomenon that may undercut trust? I mean, another example of this is in Wikipedia, is sort of, you know, a well-known, well-known examples. Um, well,
0: disinformation campaigns are popular through the net and uh, mass media. Um, we've seen a lot of it. Wikipedia is hit by it, and I've spoken with Jimmy about that because we share the problem, although it's a much bigger problem for him, I think, in the long run. And right now there aren't really good solutions regarding that. He's trying some things, we're trying some things. Um, it's a matter these days of some computer forensics. Sometimes you can track a lot down by IP address. But again, the bad guys are getting uh, smarter. Uh, what's going to happen is when uh, authentication systems and digital certificates and stuff like that become uh, commonplace on the net. A digital certificate is basically the online equivalent of a driver's license. It more or less proves you are who you are with a certain level of trust. Of course, we know that they can be forged, and there are stronger forms behind that, like ones which involve birth certificates or whatever. But uh, it's an old problem just in a new
1: form. And do you think that, so you see that over the next few years, that problem will get greater? Do you see the the technical community um, with an appetite to, to try to tackle this? Because the, the web has sort of historically been against
0: these sorts of things, and now it, it may, is the tide changing? Well, I wouldn't say the tide is changing. The uh, openness of the net is being complemented by those mechanisms which are sometimes needed, sometimes not. There will be situations where a system is completely open, There will be situations where you do have to authenticate yourself in a strong way and there may be mixed systems where you could uh, possibly post something on a site and you could do it anonymously and people see, oh, that's anonymous. And then maybe you post something where you uh, claim an identity without authentication and people will see that and be comfortable with it. And then you may, in some cases, strongly authenticate yourself where it matters it's all a matter of risk assessment, right? And then the, the uh, members of
1: the community will be able to take that information, that authentication information or lack of it, into account when judging the the importance sure. of the comment, right? Um, very interesting. Very interesting. Well, what if as, as a closing comment, then, if uh, what would you what would you say to the CEO of a of a large company who was unsure about whether this phenomenon of community, if I can call it that, is is here to stay, and whether or not their company should begin
0: to experiment and take advantage of it what what
1: advice would you have uh, for them?
0: Um, basically to commit to being serious about customer service meaning someone representing all of customer service needs to report directly to the top guy and that person uh, maybe does some real customer service now and then or something like that so he has real uh, ground truth behind him that's my new uh, favorite phrase for that And then to take a look at what some people are doing, what other companies are doing with discussion boards, both run by the company and maybe run by someone else, and then plunge in knowing that there's going to be some discomfort. All right. Very good. Um, Craig, thank you
1: very much. Um, We've been talking to Craig Newmark, uh, the founder of Craigslist and a a very astute observer of uh, communities on the web. Thank you very much. Hey, thanks. My pleasure.
0: For more information, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.